You're listening to Watching Friends on the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find more great shows like this one, visit greenlitpodcast.com. Hey, welcome back to another Watching Friends. Uh, this is going to be an exciting episode because it's the end of Series 1. Bom, bom, bom. Uh, I'm Mark, and it's a whole big bone thing. I'm Ryan, and I make fire. <laughs> uh, so this is the one where Rachel finds out, finally... What does she find out? Well, spoilers. <laughs> but she, she finds out that Ross likes her. Thank God. (laughs) We all knew it was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen, even if it's the first time you've watched Friends. But even having seen this series many, many times, I'm still like, thank God. Yes. Because it's... I I mean, going through this as a podcast has really kind of brought out the detail in each episode for me. Mm. And so before, like, I didn't really care about, you know, Ross and Rachel getting together. It just kind of was part of the episodes. But now I'm just like, oh my God, Ross, like, seriously, just tell her. Like, it's been 24 episodes and they have felt long. Yes, because we have been concentrating on them rather than just going, ha ha ha, Chandler's funny. We'll get, we'll get to it later in the episode, but there's a part of this episode that's really cathartic for me that every time the line is said, I'm like, yes, <laughs> someone finally referenced it! <laughs> it just, I've mentioned it many times on the podcast, and yeah, we'll get there later on, but I'm excited to talk about it. Excellent. So uh, before we get into this episode, we've actually had our very first uh, message from a fan, which is great. We have, it was very exciting. We have listeners, well, we have a listener. <laughs> yeah, she's out there. <laughs> she's enjoying the show, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she is called Anja. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, if not, feel free to write to me again and tell me I'm wrong. Um, but she, yeah, she basically wrote to let us know that she's enjoying the podcast and it's nice to hear a perspective from the show from a non-American. Obviously, she's, yep. well, I don't know, if, I don't, well, I won't say where she's from in case she doesn't want us to. Um, but she's not from America. There you go. No, overshare that. <laughs> she's not from America. Um, yeah, but she said, "Oh, it's nice to hear an alternative perspective from outside the US." That's really nice. Um, which is cool because it's one of the things we thought about when we started the podcast. Of a lot of these things tend to be American, and we've referenced in the show before that in the podcast before that the jokes in the episodes that go over our heads because yep. we're not American, and it's nice to know that you know someone else feels the same way we do. Yeah. And and obviously, you know, our culture is very different and we have our different takes on it, obviously, because of that, um, which I hope you find interesting. So it's, it's, it's great to have, you know, one listener tell us this. So we, we do have download numbers for our shows. So we know there's like a few of you out there listening. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we want you to be part of our little watching friends community and talk to us and interact with us. Yeah. I mean, you can't be, you know, the first person because Andrew's taken that like, <laughs> <Yeah>. glorious title. <laughs> Uh, but you can join in. Yeah, we, we've had Shitty had some uh, really nice reviews, so that's great. So if you want to leave us a nice five star review on iTunes uh, or Google Play or whatever they call it, that's always Apple great. Apple Podcasts. Yep, yep, that that <laughs> that always helps us. Uh, but yeah, you know, write to us. Like you know, you can interact with us, and we will read out your messages on the show. Like we don't get that many yet. No, no I mean it was. I we I and we we enjoy doing the podcast in general anyway, but it yeah. was really gratifying to have someone reach out and chat to us. Yeah, um, it's very cool to be like, oh, we're not just talking to ourselves. <laughs> no. Not that we'd stop if we were, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it, the, you know, there could be an apocalypse happening and we would still be here putting this out. <laughs> yeah, the sky's on fire, but we've got season two. To do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, do do please write to us. You know, tell us your thoughts on episodes, on what you think of the characters, what you think of us. Like, you know, anything is is open game really. 
Doesn't have to be nice. Just <laughs> no, we'd, we'd prefer it to be nice. But you know, if you've got critique or criticism, like you know, bring it up. You know, it helps us to improve and provide a better show for you. So we get some feedback like Ryan's laugh is really annoying, and I'm like, is it? Oh no! I develop a complex. Yeah, I've realised whilst editing these shows, like there's certain like vocal ticks we have. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe like ums and arms, and, and a lot of people will be like saying like a lot in other podcasts. And so I've I've been trying to control my ums and ahs and and stuff like that. I hope I don't say like too much or too many Americanisms. No, it's it's, it's just the oversharing. <laughs> the oversharing, oversharing's fine. <laughs> that that's why it makes for great content. Hopefully, where were we the other day? Well, we were oversharing. Um, a mutual friend of ours wanted something, and we were ordering something, and he said, "Can I get this?" And I kind of forgot we were in public and went, "Get! Are you physically going around the counter to get it? No, you're not. You may you have." Bloody him. And he got so angry. Like the, the, the rage on his face started embarrassing him in public. It was immense. It's Red Ross. Red Ross. <laughs> My sandwich. <laughs> it was just... But yeah, it annoys me. So hopefully I don't do too many of those. No, so uh, yeah, Ray, thank you very much for, for writing in and telling us your thoughts about the show. It's, yeah. it's very helpful. So I guess we should get into this now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little bit sad being the final episode of Series 1, but you know, being 10% of the way through. But, you know, we're going to be here for many more years. So Exactly. We've got that, plenty of friends to come. And we've got plenty of content lined up for you. So uh, we start out at Central Perk with Ross, uh, who has photos of Ben to show everyone because, you know, who doesn't want to see baby photos? I mean, I'm sure that baby hasn't changed in like the four days since it was born. No, it's, I get it. Like you're excited because you've, you've got this new thing and it does new exciting things that, you know, anyone else is like, Oh, it did a burp. It's not a like, Nintendo Switch. It's not, <laughs> no, exactly, <laughs> it's right? It's not that exciting. <laughs> exactly, right? But it's, it's, your, it's like when you get a puppy or kid and you're like, look, it rolled over. And yeah, you're fair. like excited. So I think that, that's fair enough. But yeah, like people don't really care too much about your baby. And maybe it's just us being men. Like mm. in the office, I'm sure lots of women are like, ooh, it's a baby. That's really cute and cool. And men are just like, it's a baby. It smells it, yeah, it doesn't do anything. No, <laughs> tell me, tell me when it can play games with me, and then, uh, and then we can talk, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Rachel, he's uh, the sweetest thing. You, you must just want to kiss him all over. And then Ross is thinking about kissing Rachel. He pulls like a a, a doughy eye to like oh face at Rachel. Yeah, um, and normally he manages to control these, but this one is just going long. Like it's it's just going. Yeah, considering he's just have a child with his ex lesbian life partner, I, f- I feel like at this point in time Rachel wouldn't really be on his mind. I mean, in my head she shouldn't be, but clearly when you're sat that close and she's talking about kissing things all over, maybe that maybe that <laughs> suddenly brings her to the forefront of his attention. Yeah. Uh, thankfully though, Chandler pops in and makes a noise to save Ross. Which, you know, good, good, uh, good bro. Yeah, I know. Chandler is actually a really good wingman. Like, okay, he might not be giving you women, no. but but he he stops you making a fool of yourself unless he wants to have some fun. Yeah, unless <laughs> unless it's him making the joke, you'll look out for it. Yeah, uh, you know, Joey needs some cash to pay for the coffee, though. As a, you know, got to pay for coffee at the Central Perk, right? Yeah, I always like it when they have to pay. I I, I don't know how it works because sometimes they do it as like a round. Where like one of them just pays for them all, and sometimes it's just like, no, you're you're paying today for your own stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, it's one of those things in TV shows where you never see people go to the bathroom, they never say goodbye on telephones, and you never see them like pay for things. Yep. So it's always interesting, especially as it isn't just them paying. It's there's always something that's going on. I feel like it's one of those things that somebody brought up to the writers at some point in the middle of season one, and they've gone. Yeah. 
We need to put it in. It's like, you know, who washes the Batmobile? Like, you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't really need to know. Um, Alfred, yeah, of course. Like, but when you when it's brought up to you, you do kind of go, yeah, wait, how did they do that? And you do want to know. No. Um, but I guess Joey doesn't pay. <laughs> well, he's, he's borrowed a lot of Chandler, it seems. Um, so we're going to play our very first clip of this episode. Can you help me out here? I promise I'll pay you back. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, including the waffles last week, you now owe me... 17 jillion dollars. I will, really. I'll pay you back this time. And where's this money coming from? Well, I'm helping out down at the NYU med school with some uh, research. What kind of research? Uh, just, you know, science. Science? Yeah, I think I've heard of that. It's a fertility study. Joey, please tell me you're only donating your time. All right, come on, you guys. It's not that big a deal, really. I mean, I just go down there every other day and make my contribution to the project. Hey, hey, but at the end of two weeks, I get $700. Wow, Ooh, you're going to be making money hand over fist. <laughs> I, I love the jokes in every single line here. Like, yep. just, just one-two punch from all of them. <laughs> Hand over fist is just... <laughs> could be Phoebe's best line ever. It, it could be, yeah. Like, perfect timing and everything. Uh, have you ever done medical studies for cash? No. Oh, you, not... look like, you look like someone who probably would. <laughs> Charming. Um, no, I've never really looked into it. So I know some people who have done it. Uh, it, it's something that's always scared me because you, you always have these news stories of like, you know, the, the 10 people that just like balloon twice their size because they took this mystery drug mm. and it had an as adverse reaction. Now, obviously, like we need these people like in the world who are willing to like risk their lives, I guess. I just use prisoners, but all right. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel that's a political discussion for another podcast that I'm not willing to get into. Um, but you know, like you go, oh, it's easy money. You get paid. You get paid a lot of money because it is danger money in a sense. Yeah. Um, to potentially take a sugar pill or you know a harmful drug that could like do things. Um, so it's it's great that people are out there doing it, but I, it's kind of scary when you think about what you have to do, and a lot of them could be quite restrictive. So I had a friend that did it, and he had to basically stay uh, on site for like a couple of weeks. And like oh. every day, they're like testing him twice a day, and he doesn't. He might just be having the sugar pills, so they might just be going, "Oh, we're just doing these tests, and we know like the results can be whatever." Um, he earned quite a bit of money out of it, but at the same time, like for two, two or three weeks, he's stuck inside with you know, twenty other random people. Yeah, I mean that sounds way more horrific, I guess, pre-pandemic than it is post. Like, yeah, just locked down with people. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I'd be brave enough to do it. Because- no. I will. What what other side effects are potentially going to be? Well, ultimately, they should be tested enough that there shouldn't be any. But the point of these tests is to make sure there aren't any, and yeah. that's where things go wrong, right? Well, if it was something like you're going to go bald, I'd be like, no. It was like you know. Well, even then, though, like you know, whatever you take could could do anything. Right? They could be, oh, we've got a drug here that makes you grow hair, and then it turns out you lose your limb, right? Yeah. No thanks. No, it's just not worth it. No, uh, no, that's that's my thing of it. So I, I am thankful there are people that that do this. Um, at the same time, there there used to be loads of stories about uh, it's like donation of sperm, and you could get paid for it. And surely every man is going, <laughs> what? I can get paid for this? 
And I, know, awful and, idea. And, and I feel like it probably is something that at some point people did pay for and probably realised actually they don't need to pay for it because there's a lot of men out there who are, are happy to deposit for, for free, I assume. I suppose if, if, you, you know, if you're after some sperm and you go to a clinic, you, you, know, you should be like, right, I want the sperm of a six foot four blue-eyed, I don't know, Swedish man who's well built yeah. in the hope that you know, some of those genetics will pass over to your child. Whereas if you just go out to a bar one night, put a blindfold on the spin, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you may not be getting the, I was going to say cream of the crop. <laughs> that sounds horrendous. Well, I think that would have been a, a perfect friend's joke, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, who knows. But uh, yeah, you know, if you're, you know, if you're getting premium quality stuff, <laughs> you're uh, yeah, they might be willing to pay more for it, I guess. Because well, the Simpsons have done a story where um, I think it's Selma, um, looks to get sperm in a cup like because she can't meet a man and she's like you know this is the last chance for me to have children and i feel like it's a very 90s thing what i find weird about it is i couldn't do it purely in the mindset of okay say i make like one deposit mm-hmm. don't know how many kids you could get out of one deposit well there are the stories of like the like the men like i think the laws have changed lately in the uk at least but there was the story of like the men where like the children would go and find their dad and like you know 20 years later like four kids turn up and they're like oh you know you're our dad and he's like oh like i never really wanted kids i did this for money or whatever reason um it becomes complicated right well i think it's just a bit immoral to be like oh i will bring a child into the world for financial gain i'm like no no thanks well i guess uh, the men are not doing it for to bring a child into a financial gain are they that's what's being used for what else they're gonna do with it well i guess most of the time it's potentially not used right I guess that's why I wouldn't risk. I wouldn't like the idea that I've got a kid out there that I don't know about. Mm. Well, you might already have one. Who knows? No, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we get to the intro, and after that, Monica, uh, she's making some food as they get ready for Rachel's birthday. Uh, but men are here. We make fire. <laughs> we cook meat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like that from them. Um, it's it's just like a funny take on it. This is like kind of. I guess cliche now though of like you know men like the barbecue or cookouts as I, Americans call them. Yeah, I wonder if you know in 2021 you could do that and be seen as funny or people be like, no, you're mansplaining again, go away. Yeah, it'd probably some of them would take it as being toxically masculine, whereas everyone I know would just be like, yes, someone else is cooking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, you know we have friends that go, oh, let's have a barbecue for summer. They go, Mark, you've got you've got a garden. And I'm like, yeah, I like barbecues. I don't like cooking at barbecues. I don't mind cooking at barbecues. I like the eating. People tend not to trust me to cook at barbecues because they're like, can Ryan cook? And it's like, yes, I've got to 35 years of age without, without starving to death, I can cook. <laughs> That's because you go to Nando's every day. <laughs> but uh, my, uh, my friend Guy hosts a good barbecue, uh, okay. but he is from New Zealand, so I feel like it's like a national pastime almost. Okay. Because, you know, it's always not, pretty much always nice in New Zealand and Australia, so you can have barbecues a lot. Yeah, I feel like in, a, in America and Australia and other nice, like, hot countries, uh, you have a proper barbecue, whereas here you get a little tin that costs a quid with some charcoal in it that you're meant to light yourself, and you'll be lucky if it cooks a single burger on it. I used to get told off at my aunt's house because they had, like, a big gas barbecue, which, I, you know, I'm against gas barbecues. You need to use, you know, proper, like... You don't like flame-grilled? 
No, I don't know. Gas. Oh, okay. You can taste it. It tastes different. It affects the taste of the meat. Uh, okay. Which apparently isn't true, but my brain says it's true, and that's all that matters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to try and look, turn the gas up all the time because it made the fire bigger. Yeah. And I'd just be like eight, sneaking over to go like, and the fire would get bigger. And I'm like, yeah. And then my uncle would shout at me. But no, definitely not. You need proper, you know, charcoaly, coal, green, yeah. whatever it's called. Not gas. Okay. Fossil fuels. <laughs> yeah. gas would be a fossil well, yeah, fuel. Yeah, you want it? you want charcoal rather yeah. than a gas burner. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's fine. Um, Joey has a new date though that he's brought with him. He does. But, but because of his science project, he can't do anything with her, so he can't conduct his own uh, personal experiment, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Joey has this line saying, "Uh, you think I'm gonna tell? I like I'm seeing a cup." Yeah, which I love. It's just like, I'm not going to tell her I'm doing this. And it's like, why not? Would she care? Potentially. Mate, I don't know. I don't know how someone would react to that. I guess if you're saying it's for a medical experiment, you're making money, it's fine, right? Yeah. Might, there might be some interest in there. Like, oh, that sounds interesting. You're doing sciencey stuff. I feel like this is where Joey and I differ. Because I'd probably just accidentally tell her in conversation. Right. She'd be like, what are you doing tomorrow? And I'd be like, oh, I've got to go masturbate into a cup for science. <laughs> that, that's a clip we need to edit. I'll make a ring. <laughs> and she'd be like, what? And either that would be like the end of the date there. Yeah. Or she'd be like, tell me more. And I'd be like, wow. And then i you know, explain what the science is about. Yeah. And she'd be like, okay, well, cool. I mean. If, if she's not into you, she's thinking, he likes cups. What a weirdo. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> like well, plus why else? Like, wouldn't it be awkward to not explain it and just have to put off having sex? I, I guess some people might see that as, as alluring, as they do with uh, Joey, as we're going to find out shortly. It does highlight how skint Joey is, though. The fact that Joey, of all people, is able to resist uh, personal experiments. <laughs> yeah. For money. Just a bit of money. <laughs> yeah. <It's> just, <laughs> Which is the opposite of how it normally works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let, let's hear more about uh, Joey's personal experiments. Oh, Joey, Melody called, said so she's going to be late. Oh, OK. So how are things going with you two? Is she becoming your special someone? I don't know, she's, uh, she's pretty great Yeah? What did she think of your little science project? <laughs> what, you think I'm gonna tell a girl I like that I'm also seeing a cup? Man's got a point uh, Well, the tough thing is she really wants to have sex with me Crazy bitch <laughs> Yeah, well, I still got a week left to go in the program, and according to the rules, if I want to get the money, I'm not allowed to conduct any personal experiments, if you know what I mean. Joey, we always know what you mean. So I'm going to jump in here because you you got a comment to make. Uh, Phoebe, I mean, oh, is she a special someone? I love doing that to people who have got like a new relationship, <laughs> and you certainly know this from uh, when you've you've had a, a new relationship, and we were like, do you love her yet? yeah it's always annoying (laughs) like i you know i think you just have to own it and just be like yeah and then you just shut them down quickly because if you're like no of course i don't then just gonna do it more to you yeah you you just go like i need to and i don't care that they're asking this (laughs) yes um i get that or from my sister i'll get is she a lobster (laughs) no it's been one day people let's calm down and that's that's when uh so they they come around to the house and then there's two lobster glasses just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's now your turn to to do something. Well, so the characters in Friends don't swear all that often. No, they don't. It's not something that we hear a lot. Fre- well, Friends is a very odd show in some ways. Like it's it's not R rated. 
No. It's not for kids, I think, some of the time. Yeah, there's like, a lot of mature conversation and there's a lot of sex talk. Well, it, it seems to have calmed down a little bit because those first, like, ten episodes, bam, straight away, every episode was, yeah. like, talking about it. And it calmed down a little bit. But, yeah, they, there are, there's a lot of mature stuff in there that pretend, I don't even think would go over kids' heads. I think they would go, what is this? Because they keep talking about it a lot. Yeah, there'd be lots of awkward questions for the parents. And yeah. Be like, uh, that, that's one for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but when Chandler says crazy bitch, it just because it's so shocking to hear them swear at mm. all, um, and it's a funny joke anyway, um, it just has me rolling every time. Like, I can't not find it funny because it's just so shocking to hear him swear. I think that word has fallen out of favour as well, especially on TV of late, just because of the, the negative female connotations. Yeah, I guess. Because, because you never use it against men. Um, it's always against women. Well, yeah, when you do do it against men, it tends to be a way of, like, demasculating them. Yes. Demasculating them of being like, oh, you're acting like a... And then... Yeah. So I so, guess, yeah. So it's, it's, it's strange to hear. I'm, I'm sure we do hear it a couple of times in Friends. But, yeah, I, f- I feel like on TV now, if you said it said it today, there would be comments of, like, you shouldn't be using that word. Yeah, there's lots of S words as well yeah. um, that you probably don't use much nowadays. No, no, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it, it is interesting to, to hear them swear. But then we have heard them swear in like the outtakes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that's always like hilarious. Like I almost want an episode where it's just like they act normal, like normal people, and just casually swear because <laughs> I think it would be just just really funny. It's fair. Well, I I swear quite a lot. Yeah. In like day to day life, and I only notice lately that I swear so much because I'm watching Friends again. How often they don't? So when Chandler did swear, I was like, <gasps> Chandler swore. Yeah. I was like, Do I swear a lot? And I'm like, Yes. Like seven minutes of Halo, and I've probably sworn more times <laughs> yeah. than all of friends put together. Yeah. But yeah, maybe I should yeah. swear less. Uh, well, Ross walks in with a massive backpack. It is huge. Uh, he's going to China to get a bone. They get all the dinosaurs. <laughs> they do for some reason, right? Uh, he has a picture of himself so Ben can see it, so he doesn't forget Ross. Now, this goes back to our previous episode where you was upset by this because children cannot understand what they're looking at at that no, age. It would be like, Ross, is, Ross exists, Ross leaves, Ross stops existing. So when he's not in the room or visible to Ben, Ben doesn't know Ross exists. So showing Ben a photo of Ross it would just be, that exists, and when the second he can't see it, it stops existing. Well, and at that age, children don't understand things. So when, when it becomes in their vision, they think it's like part of them. So when they see the picture, they're like, that is mine. That is part of me. But they don't know what it is or understand it. They just go, I can see it. It's part of me. <laughs> Which is a really weird concept to think about. As you're walking through a room like, all of this is me. But only I exist. <laughs> yeah. All the universe is me. <laughs> Which, you know, could, could be. We might be in a weird matrix, right? And then yeah. The idea that like weird parts of some like, baby's figment of imagination is weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in some weird corner, there's two, two white guys talking about friends on a podcast. <laughs> what has this child been through? Yeah. This young cage to have imagined us up. But all right. Uh, Ross wants to see Rachel before he goes, though, uh, to Ugh. say goodbye, which is uh, kind of nice, but you're going on holiday for a week, Ross. Like, If he wanted to see her... Because he wanted to see her the same way he wants to see the rest of the gang. I yeah. wouldn't have a problem with it. Because no one is in Rachel. I, w- I want to see you. You know it's going to be one of these like soppy things where it's like, Rachel, can we go outside for, for a minute and have a personal chat? And we need to like chat about half an hour about this. And you're like, you didn't do that with any of the other guys. No. Just, just say, hey, I'm going to China. I'll see you in a week. Bye. Yeah, and given at this point Rachel's oblivious. 
she would just be, okay, Russ is talking about China. Especially as she's having drinks with Carl. Who the hell is Carl? Well, that's what Chandler and Joey are, so uh, let's find out. I have to go to China. The country? <laughs> no, no, this big pile of dishes in my mom's break front. <laughs> Do you guys know who Carl is? Uh, let's see, Alvin, Simon, Theodore. No. <laughs> well, Rachel's having drinks with him tonight. Oh, no. How can she do that when she's never shown any interest in you? <laughs> Forget about her. He's right, man. Please, move on. Go to China. Eat Chinese food. Of course, there they just call it food. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I don't, I don't know. All right, just, just give her this for me, okay? Listen, buddy, we're just looking out for yeah, you. I know. We want you to be happy. And I may only have a couple beers in me, but I love you, man. Yes, Carl is having drinks for her tonight. But how could she do that, Ryan? <laughs> I love this line. <laughs> yeah. It's so sarcastic. It's, it's just absolutely brilliant. I, you know what? I think it might actually be my line of the show. My joke. My joke. I mean, to me, this line is proof that Joey spends a lot of time with Chandler. Yeah. Like, like, it's just, just rubbing up on him. But it's so true because, like, he's fed up by this point. Like, oh, no, she's never shown any interest in you. Like, she hasn't really. No. So get over it. It's been, you know, nine months at this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've seen you pine for women for a few weeks, and even that's annoying. Yep. <laughs> right? So nine months for it, you just be like, oh, just find someone else. There's lots of women out there. I'm trying to think of example now, and I'm like, who is he talking about? <laughs> there were so many There's of so them. So many. I'm like, which one? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's fun to wind friends up if they're friends with that person. Yes, yes, definitely. I'm thinking of one example in particular, and most of that was just because it annoyed the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, you know, no one has any patience for Ross. Um, we're just, it's just frustrating at this point, isn't it? Like, it's frustrating as viewers. Yeah. And if you're part of the group and every single time Rachel has any remote interest in the man, Ross has a bit of a, you know, crisis. <laughs> You just feel like, Ugh. yeah. I remember a guy I went to school with who was a bit like this over again. We, he he acted a lot like Ross d- it does. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, just get over it. Like, seriously, you're just whining and annoying now. Like, that's not attractive. Yep. I was chatting to a friend the other day, and uh, she has a male friend who she's like, oh, he's like, he's like a brother to me. I'm like, he fancies you. And she's like, no, he doesn't. And I'm like, he fancies you. <laughs> and then we're, she went through a list of it, like, no, he doesn't. Like, he'll text me to remind me if I've taken my medication, and he'll do A. And I'm like, yep, fancies you, fancies you. <laughs> Every time she said to me, he did it like, fancies you. I was like, I don't do any of that for any of my friends. Like, what? See, I actually think men and women can be just friends. I think they can be. But, no, but, 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 but a lot of the time, there is going to be a, an attraction, probably from both sides somewhere. Yeah. And whether, whether that's a sexual attraction or something else, right? It could just be, I'm really attracted to your personality and think, like, you know, it's great to hang around with you. Or maybe you're just, like, so attractive and I like to have that in my group. I mean, I wanted to suggest an experiment that she goes in to kiss him and see what he does and if he recoils in horror then like okay you were right and when he when he doesn't do that she then has to call me and tell me how correct i am i feel that would be interesting for for anyone because i feel like most men probably would go in for the kiss unless like they were in a relationship or or something i feel like most men would just go with go with the flow probably but so I, I don't know if that would work too, too well <laughs> maybe she should just ask him that right like do you want to go on a date with me because it could be this like unspoken thing that's been around for years, yeah. and then 
you eventually bring it up and it's like, oh my God, who knew? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, after this clip, you know, Ross has zero patience for Phoebe today as well. Yeah, it just, it just, don't be mean to Phoebe. No, Phoebe's like, great. You're never allowed to be mean to Phoebe because no. she's not my favourite. Is she? I don't know. But she's still nice. Yeah. You know, be, be nice to Phoebe. And, you know, so as we already said, they, they all want him to move on. It's been nine months. They're fed up of his pining. Uh, but Ross has got a birthday present for Rachel, but as he's not able to see her because she's having drinks with Carl, Carl. like, how dare she? Combat Carl. Toy <laughs> <laughs> story. Uh, you know, he asked the, the guys to give it to her because who who leaves giving a birthday gift to like the last minute of you going to China? Like, I know, I know, it kind of got dropped on him a little bit, but yeah, you sort of like when you know when you, I'm going to China. It's Mark's birthday. I'll buy Mark's present now and take it with me when I tell Mark I'm going to China. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you've, you've got a whole day. She's not going to be with Carl all day long, right? No. And he's not been told, hey, you're going to China tomorrow now. There's a bone there. He's going to have some time. Yep. Um, Joey's girlfriend has turned up and she has a, a fruit basket business and is like telling the, the guys about her job. And I don't really like this because she doesn't seem Joey's type at all. But when I read this in, in your show notes, I put, Mark, that sounds like you're saying she's not as hot as Joey's usual dates. I, I think it's partly that, but also the personality. Like the, the women he seems to go for are a bit airheadish in a way. Yes, I was going to say dense. So yeah. we're on the same <laughs> yeah, yeah. page with that one. And, you know, she, she's actually kind of interested in a way. Like she's got her own business, but she's also a bit nerdy and weird. Like if she went out with Chandler... Yeah, I could, I could see that, and I could see Chandler going. I have an issue with this part of her personality, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I can't see Joey being like, "Hey, like you're someone I want to talk to." I, f- I feel like she's on a different level to Joey. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't, I don't know what. Based on his usual type, I don't know yeah. what he saw in. Like uh, he, I, I couldn't have seen him going up to her being like, "Hey, how are you doing?" Unless she was the only woman there for some reason. <laughs> because she's not the the type and she doesn't seem the type who would act positively to to that as well yeah there's just been like she'd fall for joey's you know how you doing oh attractive man has come up to me great like feels like she'd be like oh what does he want yeah 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 (laughs) right uh so i i would love to know how they met because we we never find out um and then the fruit basket business, like, it's really boring. Like, she goes into it way too much. She does. Like, well, it's not that it's not a viable business, but you no. turn around time's got to be quick because fruit doesn't last that long. No, and I guess it's a very American thing. Like, you see in The Simpsons and other shows where they're like, oh, we've sent a gift basket to, like, some celebrity or something. And it's like, I've never heard of anyone giving, like, a gift basket to someone. No, I mean, I guess in the UK we'd call it a hamper. But Perhaps, that tends yeah. to be a Christmas thing, and it's full of like meat and booze. Yeah, things you actually want. And and that is here's a gift of things I know you want, rather than I'm buying you a hamper of stuff to thank you for something. Yeah, my mum has a tradition of when someone in the family announces that they're pregnant. I say that it's not even the family; someone remotely adjacent to my <laughs> right. mum's life announces they're pregnant, and she ends up buying like a giant wicker basket, filling it with all sorts of like baby newborn nice. knickknack nonsense. It's not. I'm convinced it's just because she doesn't have any grandchildren yet. And she wants to kind of be a grand, a, a, I don't know, a substitute grandmother to this random baby. Because she goes over the top. Like at one point, she bought so much stuff for the basket, she needed to buy a larger basket to put the basket into the stuff in it. But then because she'd bought a bigger basket, she had to buy more things to fill the larger basket. And I was like, oh my God, how much are you spending on this child wow. that, we, that we're 
barely related to. I, I'm surprised you don't have pictures of random babies up around your house. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Why is there a child on my fridge? I don't know this child. <laughs> Who is this? Oh, you know, so-and-so from so-and-so's door. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, whatever, mum. But, uh, yeah, she goes OTT. But, yeah, I, I, I feel like, and I've just probably discussed this before on the podcast, like, when telling people about your job, unless it's, like, super interesting for some reason or they're really into it, like, keep it short and sweet. Let them ask you more about it. Yeah, pretty much. Because otherwise you just make yourself come off worse. Um, most people tend to whinge about their jobs when they start talking about it. I guess so, Even yeah. if you've got a job you like. I guess maybe it's the British thing where you naturally just kind of go, well, and you start to complain. I guess maybe that's you trying to not brag. You'll be like, oh, I, I work for this company. It's not that great, though. Like, by the way, like, don't don't read into that. Yeah, we do have like a weird problem with, uh, I guess. Showing off. Showing off in the UK yeah. where we were just like, I have a great job that I enjoy, but I can't seem like i'm rubbing it in so no yes i'll exactly. just say it's okay <laughs> yes <laughs> uh monica asked joey if he's ready for her uh but tries to find out if maybe um joey can be there for her instead of for himself this time and joey doesn't understand <laughs> no <laughs> what's she talking no. about uh rachel is opening her gifts which is like i think this is the first time we've seen her open gifts from friends for her birthday and she's, you know, full of the continued gratitude of Rachel. Yep. So she gets some trouble scrabble of Chandler. Like, I know the boys are not great at buying gifts, but some of the logic is like, travel scrabble, that'll do. Like, I don't know. There, there, there's, there's terrible gifts that you buy because you can't be bothered. And I don't think travel scrabble would be anywhere on that list. No, it feels like Chandler was in a shop, remembered it was Rachel's birthday, saw that and picked it up. Yes. I don't think it was a... At no point have we ever heard Rachel mention she really enjoys Scrabble. I wonder if it's a re-gift. He just got it. And was yeah, like, and was like, oh, yeah, she can have that. Because uh, at least like when they've done it in, in previous times, they was like at a truck stop and just kind of went, what does the truck stop have? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that worked out quite nicely. Um, and she immediately hands it back. Fair enough, right? Yeah, you keep this. What's the I, point? I, I don't know how I feel about this, like, gift giving. I, I almost feel like sometimes you have to be just polite and just be, oh thank you and you don't have to be over the top about it but thank you that that's very kind of you to give me something that's nice that you've done that i'm 50 50 i think rachel's too far to the other end yes but i do think that sometimes when you get a gift that you don't really have any intention of enjoying it's not for you it's not gonna bring you any pleasure you could be kind of like got a gift receipt i guess you got to avoid the nan thing of where you go oh thank you for this itchy sweater it i love it it's great and then next year all you're getting is itchy sweaters yeah that's what you got to avoid my family are pretty good at gifts to be fair how do your family stack up at the gift buying yeah i'm pretty good one year i got about 17 pounds worth of cadbury fudge bars Okay. Just sell a tape together. It was this like giant block of Cadbury's <laughs> fudge? But they wrapped it up as well. So I was like, "What the hell is this?" And it was just about ninety fudge bars. So you squi- you were squidging it, going, "Well, oh, it's solid, but slightly squidgy." <laughs> as you're melting the chocolate and fudge together, <laughs> and then you run forward, going, "Oh, it's just fudge bars." I definitely didn't hand back those. <laughs> no, I kept them. I I always like giving gifts in uh, different size boxes to change expectations. Yeah. So, and normally, normally it's slightly to be like a child and upset and troll people. So you'll be like, "I've got you one present," and it'll be like a big present in a big box, and they'll be like, "Well, you only got me one present this year. I've got you like 10. Like, <laughs> yes, but it's a big one, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I get that. I like it's big, but it's one. But actually, inside, there's like 15 different gifts of different sizes and expense in there. 
I get it. My mum did that to me one year. Yeah. And I'm not an ungrateful person. And I wasn't a spoiled... Oh, I was a spoiled child. I didn't act spoiled. So we always got what we wanted, but I never felt entitled to it. Apart from this one time. Where all I'd wanted for Christmas was a Game Boy Color and Pokemon <laughs> Silver. That's all I wanted. And I basically said I will happily trade every other gift at Christmas just to get those two items because it's all I desperately want. Yep. And we get down Christmas morning and this giant pile of presents split into like my pile of presents, Kaylee's pile of presents. And I start going through them. And naturally, I know how big a Game Boy is. <laughs> yeah. So I start opening all these roughly Game Boy sized boxes and can't find them. And I'm starting to suck. Look, we're getting half over the pile of gifts and I've nearly opened all the Game Boy sized gifts and it's just not there. And I'm like, oh, all I said was I wanted the Game Boy. Everyone else is going to get a Game Boy and I can't trade Pokemon. Oh, and I was just getting more and more stressed I wasn't going to get it. And then all of a sudden, my sister opens a present and gets a Game Boy Color. And I was like, what? what? I'm like, mystery solved. They put the wrong label on it. And I'm like, that must be mine. Kaylee doesn't like Game Boys. And I'm like, no, no, that's for Kaylee. And I was like, but, but she doesn't even know what Pokemon is. And, I was, and then like 10 minutes go by and she gets Pokemon Gold. And I'm like, what? I just haven't found mine. I'm getting more and more annoyed. And there's this giant box in the corner that I've entirely ignored. And then my sister opens her giant box and it's a TV and like video combined thing. Yep. And I was like, oh, where's my Game Boy? I've got Game Boy. She's got Game Boy. I'm just grumpy and whingy. And I'm basically being forced to open the rest of my presents because I'm just sulking. And I guess, open your big one. I'm like, what's the point? She's going to be a TV like Kaylee. <laughs> like, the, wow. There's no surprise left because Kaylee's opened the exact same box. And I'm going to open it. So I open it and they enrolled. It's the shipping box that the the TV and video combi came in. He goes, look inside the box. And I'm like, mm, look through the box. So I opened the box and inside the box is a Game Boy Color and <laughs> Pokemon Silver. And I felt so terrible. I don't know how old I was. I've always been up for like 12, 13, something like that. But I was just a brat. It's one of those things as an adult though, you think, oh, this will be really funny. And then it, then it changes and becomes quite dark where you're like, Actually, they're really ungrateful. <laughs> Why have I given them any gifts at all? Yeah, I mean, technically, I'm going to blame my mum because she set a precedent of us always getting what we asked for. So, you know, 13 years into getting yeah. what I asked for, I expect to get what I asked for, I guess. So maybe I was a bit entitled. There, there was a podcast I was listening to the other day where the guy was like, oh, I got uh, an N64 game for Christmas and I didn't have an N64. So I was like, what is this? Why have I got this? And then they turned around and went, oh, yeah, your, your auntie's going to give you the console for your birthday uh, in about a week's time. And it's like, no, don't do that. That's, right. That's a horrible thing to do, parents. A spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> that box sits on my shelf for a week. Yep, yep. And my, my parents have certainly done that in a way, but I, I got the, the, other, the other thing that, need, that, that you needed for the first present like an hour later or whatever. Oh, okay, fair. So, so that's fine. Um. But, you know, Rachel's really into how expensive her presents are rather than how personal they are. Yeah, that's not cool. And I think, I'm sure we've discussed this previously, but who cares how expensive? Like, I, I would rather someone gave me a card with, like, a really nice message in it mm -hmm. than a gone, I spent £100 on a shirt that you won't like. Yes. Um, so back in the day, my friendship group used to do a normal gift and then a joke present because mm. we thought it would be funny. And one year... We were all sat around and we bought one of my friends who had little hair, a wig. Um, <laughs> and then I think one of our friends got a joke book for grumpy old men because he's older than us and grumpy. Okay. And it's like, guess the friends. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and then I open a present and it's a basically a frilly blouse with like 
frilly cuffs and a frilly chest that's done up with like pearl butter. <laughs> okay. And me being me was like, this is sick. Yeah. Amazing. So I put it on like right away. I'm like, oh, I like this. I'm like a musketeer, like Frenchman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this present. I'm like, where's my joke present? And the group just went, that was it. <laughs> it just entirely backfired. What a backfire. I was like, yes. So I got two gifts that I like and you already got one. <laughs> that's great. I love it. We don't uh, do it anymore. I think I think my that backfire ruined it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you you're interesting to buy presents for because you you can do it the obvious way of going. Oh, I bought you something geeky, which you may or may not like. Or there's just like some weird stuff that you could buy you and go, yeah, he won't like this. It's so weird. And you're like, no, I love weird stuff. Yeah, just the, the weirder the better, right? My aunt once bought me a disguised tin that was supposed to be like a money box, hmm. and she hadn't paid attention to what it said, and she just saw an alien on the front. So she bought it because, oh, Ryan likes aliens. I'll buy him this alien mm. box. And I've opened it. And my aunt was as straight-laced as people come. And it was an alien that had a spliff in its mouth. I was going to say, I know exactly what this is. <laughs> they said, take me to your dealer on it. <laughs> so I opened it and I'm like, oh my God, why has Bev bought me this? What's going on? It's because of how you look, isn't it? I guess so. <laughs> well, I don't know how old I was then. I felt like 15. So I didn't have long hair, I don't think. Um, it would have been short. But I, she clearly saw the alien not read the text. So my whole family are like, Oh my god, what's that? this is so weird. Like, why would Bev buy a drug related present? This is so unlike her. And then we spoke to her, I think, on Boxing Day and we were chatting about it. And I was like, thanks for the, the, the present signing, Bev. And she was like, no, <laughs> for the drug tin. And I was like, weird. And I was like, it was a weird choice for you, sis, to be fair. And she went, why? She went, well, it's about drugs. And I went, what? I just had like, no idea. And made me show her. I'm like, look, just take me to your dealer. And that's a spliff in his mouth. And she was like, I didn't know what that was. And then she felt awful and wanted to buy me a separate present because that one was inappropriate, but we didn't let her. The 90s was a weird time for aliens with spliffs or there was the, the jackets with a kid with a spliff yep. that your parents would have to unsew the spliff for the school to allow you to wear it. Really? Yeah. You uh, went to a nice school. I did go to a nice school, yes. Uh, <laughs> In my school, the kids wearing the jacket with a spliff on had a spliff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah it, yeah, it was a weird time for that, wasn't it? Uh, Bart Simpson with weed logos and all sorts of like weird copyright infringing. Yeah. Um, but to get back to friends, you know, ultimately Rachel is right in a way. They're all bad presents from everyone. With one exception. Yes, yeah, so she gets gets the one from Ross. Now, Ross is not there at this point. He's already on his way to China. To find well, a dinosaur. Well, he, he's already on the way to the airport, shall we say. Yes, he's, he's not in the room is no. the crucial part. Uh, and it's a, an antique pin they saw in like an antique shop months ago, which I like this little backstory that, you know, Ross and Rachel were just out wandering New York for whatever reason. And they've gone past a shop and like, actually like looked at it almost like a couple in a way where they're like, Oh, look at, look at this stuff. That's very nice. Isn't it? What I don't understand about this bit is how doesn't Rachel then immediately twig? Because Rachel likes expensive things, and this is an expensive-looking thing. She has got... Oh, sorry. Ross has got her exactly what she's always wanted. But that's it's like an omega-level effort for a friendship gift of that thing we saw in that boutique store seven months ago. Yeah, but I guess she's looking at it as like, oh, he's actually bought me something personal and caring. And, you know, the way that this is represented, it seems like Ross and Rachel are quite close as friends. Because we we never hear we never hear them, you know, just hanging out together and and doing things like this. But obviously, it happens. Cause, you've cause never bought me an antique pin. We've never gone round the shops and 
wistfully look to antique shops together. I'm pretty sure you're also not secretly in love with me. But that, that would <laughs> yes. be my point. Yes. Like, I haven't bought my friends, like, <laughs> antique pins either. Well, um, well, have, have any of your friends that you found out were into bought you expensive presents? No. <laughs> just just sent me nudes. nudes. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> the blue, and I'm like, ah! Fair enough. Uh, but, so, yeah, I, I get why Rachel hasn't quite twigged. Uh, but she's going to twig in a second when uh, Chandler spoils it and gives it away. Who's this from? Oh, that's uh, Rust's. Oh. <clears throat> oh, my God. He remembered. Remembered what? It was like months ago. We were walking by this antique store and I saw this pin in the window and I told him that it was just like one my grandmother had when I was a little girl. Oh, can't believe he remembered. Well, sure, but can you play it on a plane? <laughs> oh, so pretty. This must have cost him a fortune. I can't believe he did this. Come on, Ross, remember back in college when he fell in love with Carol and bought her that ridiculously expensive crystal duck? What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Duck. No, no, no. The, um, the love part? Flannan. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no, 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 no. That's good. Just keep rubbing your head. That'll turn back time. <laughs> what is it with Joey being so sarcastic? <laughs> yeah. this, episode? This, this is such a great moment. It's got to be in like the uh, like a top twenty moment of Friends. Yep. And I always love it in shows, especially when they have a live audience, where the actors have to pause what they're doing because the audience is laughing too much. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's an episode of Red Dwarf where uh, something happens. I, I won't into the scene but basically the audience cannot stop laughing at this moment and there's a character that needs to say their line to move it on and they're having to think think of ways of like how do i not say anything because naturally i would be saying something at this point yeah i've got to hold it in and wait for the audience who just cannot stop laughing and the crying with like tears in their eyes um chandler does a great job job here of you know that pause goes on for so long Mm mm-hmm I just keep it, and they just go crystal duck. <laughs> <laughs> but he he forgets himself, right? It, it happens. Like, yeah, he, I'm sure we've all had those moments where you just say something, you're like, "Oh, I forgot you're actually in the room, and you don't know this." Yeah. Oh. So the the other friends kind of bring it out a little bit of like, I can't believe he did this. It's so expensive. Like they don't know how much it cost. No, I mean it probably it looks expensive. I guess. Yes. Like, oh my god! But I feel like if I saw that gift and knew that Russ was in love with Rachel, I'd just be like. I just wouldn't say anything. I'd be like, mm, how nice. <laughs> yes. That is, a, that is a very nice gift. This is nice and you feel happy. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's so expensive. Because then you just get them white. Then in my mind, that would bring up questions. She'd be like, why has he bought me this? Because I have to wonder how much it is. Because in my mind, maybe $50. But I've got a feeling it's probably a few hundred. Yeah, my, my guess would be in the 100 marks. So, Given that Rossi's occupation. and Yeah, because you know. even a $50 gift to a friend, I think be seen as quite expensive yeah so a few hundred like i don't know sometimes there can be moments where you'd be like 
This is the ultimate perfect gift for the friend. I'm going to splurge. I shouldn't. But, like, it's just it's just too perfect, right? Yeah, I mean, when I worked at a comic book store, um, we had the first appearance of Venom turn up one day. And it was £300. Um, and I was like, ooh. Well, the same friend likes Spider-Man. And we had the first appearance of Morbius pop up around his birthday. And that was, I think, 75 quid. And I was like, right, like you said, he, his favourite Spider-Man villain, I'm buying him this comic. I don't care if it's well over the budget we normally set for this kind of things. I'm going to buy it for him. So I did. And then Christmas rolls around and Venom came in. And I was like, where are my favourite characters universe? Like, why are we getting all of his? Um, but the second it came into the shop, I remember putting it to one side, promised the boss I'd buy it, and then I called everyone and was like, no one buy him a present. We are buying him this. Oh, so at um, least you got people in to yeah. chip him rather than you you professing your love for a £300 comic. Yeah. So the whole gang chipped in and bought him this comic. And... You know the friend. He's not the most. He's very stoic and doesn't really say anything. Does Lee? Mm. Does he? He's very much like you know, blank. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't just express his emotions that often. Um, and when we gave him the first appearance of Venom and he opened it, he basically went hmm and like smiled <laughs> and made a noise. Which the rest was like, oh! was like you could be like running around with my shirt. <laughs> so it's probably like my favorite gift given experience of all time. But yeah, we weren't in love with Lee. We just like him a lot. Uh, so yeah, so Chandler tells the story about how when Ross was in love with Carol, he bought her an expensive crystal duck. Yeah, this, this fits with Ross. I can imagine he's the type to not buy people's affection. Like I'm sure there's there's a lot of, I guess, passion behind it. Of like, oh, they would really like this. But at the same time, I feel like he would be kind of like, well, I need to spend money to get them to notice me. I don't think I think it's Ross kind of has the feelings and he needs to express them. Yes, but he's too much of a like pansy to do it verbally. So he does it this way. He's like, well, if I buy this really nice gift, that's an obvious way of expressing that I care. Um, without, Cause especially if you look at the gifts you get everyone else, it's not like it's on a scale, is it? It's not like yeah. everyone got the same equivalent gift um, and previous birthday. It's not that we've seen it, but it's obviously a big deal. If the whole group are like, oh my god, that looks expensive. It's clearly more than Ross has spent on gifts for them at any point. Mm. So. Yeah. Well, you're not going to spend a lot on your sister or your best friend or your best friend's <laughs> roommate or Phoebe. <laughs> None so, of the people you don't want to sleep with. No, it's a fair enough. Um, and then Chandler obviously realises what he's just said and tries to backpedal it and fails miserably, right? Um, I love Joey's sarcasm there. That's absolutely great. <laughs> like jo- Joey's like you know pretty smart in this episode with, with the jokes. He's pretty on the ball, isn't he? Oh, <laughs> this when Joey tells Chandler that he's rubbing his head. I laughed, and my friend was like, "That's what you're doing." And I said, "Why didn't Chandler say this?" But like, if he wasn't freaking out, that's something Chandler would have said. Yes, because <laughs> it's not. Maybe uh, laying off, you know, the the self pleasure has made made Joey uh, much smarter. I mean, like professional athletes are supposed to abstain from, you know, yeah personal experiments before like big fights or like finals yeah. so maybe there is some credence to it <laughs> maybe. i guess uh <laughs> maybe, maybe so is like immense level genius yes. because he's constantly <laughs> getting laid he's just like the entire time. that would make a lot of sense <laughs> so while you guys think about that we are going to have a short ad break Welcome to Casual Magic, the show where we explore the fun side of Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Shivam Putt, and each week we delve into everything from casual format to explorations of creatures and card types to interviews with designers of the game. At Casual Magic, we believe that it just isn't magic without the gathering. 
come along and play. On the Hardcore Gaming 101 podcast, we ask the tough questions. Killing a Rayman, whatever that may be, is that really so bad? Like, no, is he I even mean, alive? Like, do we know? <laughs> he, he, he have any like desires, it. Cal? Does he have any dreams? We're ranking the top games of all time, and it's not a task we take lightly. There are three Battletoads, Drash, Zits, and Pimple. Uh, they're all skin problems, good. Two of them are the same skin problem. This has always bothered me. <laughs> Zits, Rash, and Eczema. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, <laughs> even that makes more sense. Hardcore Gaming 101, twice a week, every week. Subscribe at greenlitpodcast.com. And we're back. Uh, so, you know, this is unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, it's a, it's a pretty monumental moment, isn't it? I mean, Chandler tried to downplay it as best he could. Uh, did Rachel really have no idea that, that Ross had any interest? Well, they ask her this and she says she thought because he didn't grab a spoon that he wasn't interested. And you've brought this up before. Yes. And I'm like, finally, someone, this is what I meant about earlier episode there, someone finally brought this up and mentioned it. I've been screaming for like 23 episodes about grabbing a spoon. You have put this in the notes, bold and italic, <laughs> with an exclamation point. Because I felt vindicated. I was like, yes, someone remembers that they asked that he asked her if he could ask her out. And she said yes. And then he was going to grab a spoon. And it's just like, well, you know, thank God it got mentioned. I guess, but he has tried multiple times to ask her out and get close to her. Like, she must have thought something. That, oh, you know, why didn't she ask him out? And this, this is a bugbear of mine in just, like, real life. Like, you know, women should ask men out more, like, if you're interested. Don't, don't think men should do all the chasing. Um, I guess. I mean, I think that a lot of times it's seen as men enjoy the chase and like the hunt. So it's kind of because that's fun for us, supposedly. Um, we should for, for some men maybe <laughs> I mean it's entirely stressful and unnerving yeah um, I guess we'll go back into Ryan's overshare territory but I, uh, I recently confessed feelings for a friend um, or attraction to a friend and I was, I was like just do it you wimp and I basically, you know, got fed up with not <laughs> Did you say you have a high-pitched voice? Hello, <laughs> 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 um, and, and then that friend swore at me and told me that it was uh, annoying that I brought it up now of all times when they were going to bring it up themselves at some point. And I was like, oh, this is, this is not how I thought this is going to go. Hang on, why is that annoying that you beat them to the punch? <laughs> timing, basically. <laughs> You've just thought, ruined it for Yeah, me. my timing was terrible. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I think... But they were like, they said they were glad that I brought it up because they were getting, you know, too much of a wimp to. And I was like, okay, maybe... Maybe this thing where, you know, women expect men to bring it up because I, th I think men do. I, I think, it, at least in Western society, a, there is a lot of that where women are like, you know, the men should do the chasing or the men should pay the bill or whatever. And not, not every woman's like that, obviously. I think it allows it a judgment thing of women to think if, they, if they're the kind of chaser, then they'll be judged as like yes. easy or promiscuous in some way. Yeah. When in reality, man would just be like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like you know, it, it would be nice, you know, to get... A, a, that kind of compliment of someone going, "Hey, I'm attracted to you," even if you're not attracted to them, it'd be nice to go. Oh, oh it's no, no, someone it's, it's awful if you're not attracted to them because <laughs> then you have to like find a way of telling them you're not interested without basically saying I don't fancy you. Yeah, I guess women have that side of it, which is worse because you, if you get a lot of men being attracted to you, uh, or, or you, then like you have to be like, "Oh, I've got to let down someone else now." They have the cliche, "I just see you as a friend." Hmm. And I always hate being told that because yeah. it's not. It's like when women call you sweet. 
Like they think it's a nice thing to say, but to a man's brain, it's like disgusting. Well, it's the that? same way when when a woman calls you cute, it's like not cute. I'm not a puppy. Yeah, I'm not cute. I'm, I'm manly. I make fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it is, it is a shame that Rachel, you know, didn't go. Hey, Ross, you know, you talked about wanting to go out. Do you still want to do that? Like, why didn't I mean, she do that? I think in Rachel's defence, she's distracted by a long line of men. <laughs> a Paolo. There's a yes. Paolo. Uh, and then Carl's, apparently. <laughs> yeah. um, so I suppose she's like, she didn't really think about it. But I would. If if I recently reconnected with someone I knew from my past and they were like, oh, is it okay if I ask you out at some point? My brain would think about that every now and then. Like, at least once I'm, a month. I'm maybe. sure we've, we've all had this where someone has said to us, like, hey, I fancy you. And you're like, cool. And then, like, you come back a week later and you're like, so any more on that subject? And they're like, oh, yeah, I was just drunk or, you know, no, I'm not interested anymore or whatever. Or maybe it doesn't even come up right. Yeah. And there's always that, well, they did say that, but I want to know more now, but it's kind of a bit late Is to it weird ask. to bring it back up? Yeah. <laughs> like they're like, now seeing Bobby. Yes. Like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Rachel now decides she needs to talk to him urgently and she's she's in on this. She, she wants him. Out of nowhere, but yep. all right. Uh, she's going to do the classic movie thing of going to the airport. Rachel can't wait to talk to him. Like, I don't know where this kind of comes from. Like, there's clearly like some attraction there for her because she was like, "Yeah, let's let's discuss this or whatever." But she seems to be a bit too keen right now on learning this information. Yeah, I mean, I think it's purely for the stakes. It's purely for the tension of the episode. Because if it was based on how Rachel has seen for the previous 23 mm. episodes, it should just be like, oh, okay, we'll talk about it when he gets back. Yes. And then your episodes just kind of like fall <laughs> flat in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really end on this cliffhanger of like, will Rachel call him or not when he gets back? Yes, Who knows? You need the classic chase scene, essentially. So she gets to the airport. She somehow gets there within 45 minutes. Apparently, traffic's not an issue in her friend's land. Now, we've both been to New York. Mm-hmm. We have both in central new york uh on manhattan island mm-hmm. and we have both had to go to the airport you cannot do that within 45 minutes no i don't mean there's, there's not a single airport i can think of like feasibly jfk would be the closest and that you can't do in 45 minutes no. um you ain't getting to newark airport in 45 minutes so they don't tell us which airport is that you're not getting, you're no. not getting any new any new york or tricetera airport in 45 minutes like especially as she has to get a taxi so that means going downstairs at this point in time yep. and finding one on the street i mean there's a lot of them but there's also a lot of everything else on the street in new york and traffic does not move no and where they live is not really the central area where, where you'd find taxis i think no so, yeah, so she'd have to go down, find the taxi, go, right, take me to the airport. He's going to go, it's going to be a fortune. We have to pay the tolls and whatever. <laughs> Rachel doesn't have money. And then she's got to find, she doesn't even know what gate he's in, what even part of the airport. No, airports are a lot more complicated than fiction wants to pretend. Yeah, because you're like, right, we need to go. He's, he's, he's going to China. Well, which, which airlines are going on? Because Virgin Atlantic is going to China, but that's from Terminal A. No, and the other one, American Airlines, is Terminal B. Which one do you want to go to? Because they're like 10 minutes apart by car. But logic's at the window, Mark. No. Because it, you've got <laughs> romance. Okay, yes. Ro- romance beats time, right? Yeah. Uh, Ross has a, a Chinese tape uh, on, so he's learning some Chinese, and he's shouting it out. He is loudly and obnoxiously. I, I, I don't know if this ever really works in, a, in terms of like learning a language. I, f- I feel like through osmosis, if you just had it on in the background constantly, you would pick things up. 
Sure. Probably. But you're not going on a on a flight to a new country and going, right, I'm going to learn all the phrases from this book on tape where it's just going, good job, and I've just gone, like, jumping on... The problem is that conversations don't happen in phrases. You don't just exchange phrases yeah. over and over. So phrase books are useless, really, um, because you don't learn any of the context of the sent conversation. No, and I've certainly found when learning languages myself that they don't teach you the right way. They, they'll, they'll do, like, some basics of, like, hello, goodbye, and et cetera. And then they'll be like, right, we're going to learn about grandma, grandpa, and we're going to learn about tractors. And you're like, no, no, this is not general conversation. Like, I'm never bringing up my grandma or my family as a first conversation with someone. I need to know, like, how to order food, how to buy things, money, time. Yep. You know, hello, goodbyes. Where's the toilet? Like, teach me, like, the most common phrases first, not about family and stuff, which can come later on. I don't, and I don't need to know all the different foods. I just need to know, like, burger. Yeah. <laughs> I'll point at the picture. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, this thing is interesting, though, because there is no security. Nope. Because it's before 9-11. It's really weird to think that you could go up to basically the plane door of someone. They're like, goodbye. Bye. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, being in that part of the airport, it seems kind of weird. Like, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, in my brain, I'm like, where's the giant metal detector thing where you've got to take your shoes off? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wasn't there. No, well, there was always, like, the metal detector of, like, going through. Yeah. And I assume putting your bag through. Yeah. But, but I don't know, mate, maybe not. A... not for, maybe not for, well, this is an international flight, but I don't think it would have been for an internal flight. I f- no, yeah, I feel like for an international flight, you still would have had that. Internal, it probably would have been, like, getting on the bus, right? You just get on. Um. Rachel asks uh, for a message to be passed on because she doesn't have a ticket to go through the plane door. And Ross has sadly just got a head and he's got his headphones on. He can't hear. He definitely can't hear. She's not going to shout too loudly because it's an airport. Yeah. Um, so I asked for a message to be passed and the stewardess does that and tells the wrong guy. I feel like if I was in this situation and Rachel had just been honest, said I need to tell that man I love him before he gets on that plane. If I'd been that airport staff, I'd have been like, you go, girl. You go tell that man. Uh, and I'd have let her run on. Because the plane's not taken off if there's two people on it. So was she going to hide in the bathroom? <laughs> Maybe. Right? So my brain's like, Might no. be a spare seat. Hold up. She got to confess her love. We're going to go get this sorted. I'd have let her through. Surely the stewardess could have gone to the guy or Ross and be like, excuse me, there's actually someone here to see you. Can you just come back out and see them? And you'd be like, yeah, sure. Because she doesn't know what, what Rachel is going to say. It could be a be a serious emergency. True. Or it could just be, hey, you know, you forgot your favourite blanket or something, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, this this guy who's got the wrong message, his flight's now ruined because he's with his wife. The stewardess has just gone, Rachel has a message for you. Yeah. <laughs> who's Rachel? I don't know a Rachel. <laughs> no. just, yep. uh, we then cut to Joey in bed with his girlfriend. So why don't we hear how Joey is being quite generous? Oh, Joey, Joey, Joey. I think I blacked out there for a minute. It was nothing. Well, now we gotta find something fun for you. Uh, you know what? Forget about me. Let's, uh, let's give you another turn. Me again? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Boy, somebody's going to get a big fruit basket tomorrow. <laughs> oh, 
I gotta tell you, Joey, you are nothing like I thought you would be. How do you mean? I don't know. I, I guess I just had you pegged as one of those guys who are always me, me, me. But you, you're a giver. You're like the most generous man I ever met. I mean, you're practically a woman. So she thought she knew what type of guy he would be, which is exactly the type of guy he is. He is, yeah. So again, I don't get where this relationship has kind of come from. Uh, but I like these bits of the show because I get to um, surprise you with a question <laughs> and, and potentially embarrass you. Uh, you know, she almost blacks out for a minute. Have you ever done that to a lady <laughs> or a man? Um. I don't think that's an appropriate question, Mark. Um, I've I've never had any complaints. No, that's not true. I had complaints once, um, but that whole that whole thing was awful and full of complaints. To be fair, complaints on both sides. Um, but yeah, it's it's intent. Like I, also, if, that was probably the most uncomfortable I've been listening to a clip. There were so many mouth sounds, and then midway yeah. through the clip, Joe's girlfriend's like, just <laughs> this like terrifying goblin sound, and I'm just like, oh, this 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 clip is uh, is not it's fun to listen to. Well, I I really hate the bit where she's like, you're gonna get a big gift basket tomorrow. And like, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I I I don't want to be here anymore because the way she makes it sound it's just it's not creepy it's like a carry-on movie it's like so heavily labored with yes. innuendo that it's just like oh yeah really? yeah yes yeah. like, oh, look stop like no i'm not i'm not into this anymore you've ruined it um well i find really funny about this clip to be fair and this whole kind of little subplot is how i guess different standards seems to be in the 90s for what's acceptable in like a sexual adventure um okay. now I guess maybe I've watched too much Sex in the City. Um, but in my mind, like, this Joey being generous is, is like the standard now. Like, that's the expectation. Like, everyone should be happy with the event. Yep. And there you go. So the idea that, like, you could ever have gotten away with just being me, me, me is really weird to me. Well, the, the joke used to be that men need a map to find things, didn't it? Yeah. And, and, you know, men are useless in bed. It's like, all right, why are you with them then if you think that? I mean, I'm a geek with a need to please. So <laughs> like, when I do something, I do it properly. <laughs> yeah, you've been on all the YouTube videos. You've followed the instructions. It's like American Pie with a book hidden in the yes, library. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like... The whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, there's, there's bits of this that are kind of cringy, I guess. Like, especially when she's like, oh, my turn again. And he's, and he's like, sure. Like, he's not, he's not there, is he? No, he? He doesn't care what what he's doing for her. He's just trying to avoid ruining his experiment. But at the same time, maybe he's actually realised he's better than he actually thought through all this. Well, what I liked is it's, it's all going well. And it's like, this this could be a thing. Uh, yeah. And then when she says you're practically a woman, it's just kind of like, I don't think Joey takes that overly well, to be fair. No, like, how, how, do you, how do you take that? Like, is he practically a woman because of what he's doing? And that, that relates to, you know, Ross and Carol and, you know... That relationship in a weird way, right? Yep. Or is it because, you know, women are more generous? Well, I've got a story here, Mark. Oh, do you know what? We need a jingle by now of <laughs> Ryan's tangents, don't we? we? We could have pushed that about four times by now. but <laughs> It's somewhat it's related. So I, I was uh, earning a fruit basket um, this one time, and it was after me and my ex had broken up. And... Uh, I had been generous, and the girl's response was, 
you can tell your Rex is a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? And I couldn't work out if she meant that because Rex is a lesbian, I would therefore have to have been good at that to have kept it in a relationship at all. Yes. Or is my ex a lesbian because I was terrible at what I just tried <laughs> yeah, to it do. Could, it could be either way, right? And I couldn't let it go. So, you know, I own my fruit basket every, and I'm lying there and I'm like, I'm going to have to ask what she meant because if I don't, it's going to annoy me for like the rest of the week. I'm going to have to find out. So I asked and I won't tell you what she said because that made me seem big headed. But it, no, no, basically I've told you what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to have to change the rating on this from PG well, to hard R, right? Apparently I've done well. That's all we'll say. I, I was getting a big fruit basket as well. Um, but when I watched this episode, that's what it reminded me of. And I remember finding like, yep. How did she mean it? How did Joey take it? I've been there. So, so did you tell me to go? Hell, you do it. <laughs> yeah, I am, I am Joey in bed now. I have, I've achieved something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, it's a, it's a weird compliment, but it's a compliment, I guess. But you, yeah, you can tell Joey's kind of like, ah, oh, I'm just going through the motions because I can't do anything else. But I can't say like, no, we're not doing this. No, he sh- he should have explained. I feel like if he explained, maybe his experiment probably would have uh, finished I th- early. I think if he'd explained, though, he would have missed out on this little learning opportunity. Yeah. If he'd have said, oh, we can't do this because of this, she would have just been like, okay, let's not initiate anything because it's not fair that you can't. Yeah, maybe he's learned to do, do new things and to actually, you know, please someone else. But then he's, he can use that to his advantage in future. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a nice feather to have in your cap, I guess. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that talk uh monica (laughs) bluntly asked rachel you know what she's gonna do about ross she doesn't know it's ross yeah we know it's ross like you know somehow she thinks it would be great and i'm like really it's ross Ross. (laughs) (laughs) you've had all this time with him well she's had she's had about nine months of getting to re-know ross we've seen in later episodes how you know she didn't like ross back then no he was the nerdy, weird guy playing on his keyboard. So for nine months, she's like, uh, you know, I kind of like Ross, I guess. And now she's thinking, you know, we would have a great relationship together after how he's acted. Like, we've only had, you know, a few weeks ago, the poker episode. Where, you know, he had to prove how big of a man he was by taking money off women and stuff. Like, already you can see the weird tension of what their relationship could potentially be. I think it's like the, the sudden revelation is going to, you know... She's found out that he's had all these feelings for years and the all stone, and suddenly it's this intense thing to find out. I imagine your brain would kind of fixate on the positive side. I guess than so. Being like, oh, it wouldn't work. You'd be like, oh, potential. And hopefully after Paolo, she's gone, well, actually, you know, Ross may not be as attractive, but he's still an attractive guy. He's actually got a job and interests. He's a little bit boring, but at least I can talk to him. Do people do that? Like, think like he's not as hot, but... These reasons offset that. I, I can I can tell you definitely. Do you know why? Why? Because Ross makes a list for Rachel yeah, in point, the episode. Fair point, yeah. Okay. So so yeah, so she she is potentially looking in like the positives and, and negatives of Ross and gone, oh actually, you know, pretty positive, right? And I guess the big negative is it's Monica's sister and their friendship group and like what could if it doesn't work out, what happens then, right? She's out of it. Yeah. Um but you know, Phoebe knows us. She thinks it could have bad points too, as yep. I've just said. And Monica is upset that Rachel may not want to date her brother, which is kind of creepy. Like, See, I, I, didn't, I disagree. I don't think it's creepy. 
I think if anything, it's quite sweet. See, I don't, I don't have any brothers or sisters. Like, but but to me, I think it would be like I want, I really want you to date my brother. Like, I'm like, why, why are you so invested in their relationship? I think it's like when Joey is upset that you know someone wouldn't kiss his mum. Like, it's not, it's not. But like, oh yes, please, you know, defile my relative. <laughs> it's more of like. She thinks that they'd be a good couple. She's basically picturing all the cute things. She's yes. not picturing the sordid things they get up to at night. She's picturing the cute adorableness. And then the idea that somehow her brother's not good enough for Rachel. He's like, well, what do you mean? What's wrong with my brother? Like, he's my brother, don't you? She's, it's defensive, essentially. So, so she's not thinking like Mark Wahlberg in the Transformers films about his no. daughter and like <laughs> and his daughter's virginity in that film. That, that's a weird thing, but... Uh... It is a weird thing. Oh, God, I was watching a quiz show the other day. Another tangent time. <laughs> and all the question was, was you had to basically match a pair. And it was like... Autobots, and it was like Windblade, and then I don't know Bumblebee, and it listed a few. Yeah. Then it got to Megatron, and every single person on this quiz show kept saying Megatron, and I was like Megatron to the Septicon. I was getting <laughs> angry, angrier. That was it. The second one was Grimlock. It was like Windblade and Grimlock, and I'm like, mm, technically Grimlock's not an Autobot; he's a Dinobot. So I'm not going to say they can buzz for that. And then eventually, when it got to like Optimus from a Bumblebee, someone got that they were both. Autobots, and I'm like, that was stupidly easy. And then the show said that Grimlock was a dino, uh, was an Autobot, and I got annoyed because he's not an Autobot; <laughs> he's a Dinobot. It's not remotely relevant. It's not. It's not. It's not at all, but you it? brought up Transformers. And apparently, I'm still angry at the quiz show. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I feel like watching Friends should be like. <sighs> Nerds watching Friends or something. Like we go off on so many like weird nerdy tangents. They watch Friends, but they talk about everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I hope you enjoy our weird little content here. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a little creepy. But yeah, I can see the the point of view. If she's just looking at the nice happy stuff, yeah, she's invested in you know Ross's happiness. And where whereas I'm Mark Wahlberg in it with you know Ross and Rachel are getting together. You want your brother and your best friend to get together? That's weird. I can kind so, of see both sides, but yeah. Uh, you know, especially as like, you know, back in the day when like Rachel was in high school, like she didn't really care then about her brother. No, I guess. And she knew that he liked Rachel then. I guess it's a, it might be a, just be a timing thing. Like maybe, maybe at, le- at least she's invested in Ross's happiness. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think that's a nice thing. Like she, she wants something good for her brother. Yeah. We then uh, skip over to the boys apartment and Joey's date is still asleep. You know, must have had a great night. Yep. For, One out. To, to be like that. Uh, and he's now realised he is 100% great in bed rather than just 50%. He is powered up. <laughs> <laughs> he is levelled up, hasn't he? Um, you know, that, that must be quite a big head. Like, you can't go up to women and go, I am 100% great in bed because you can't live up to that. No, I mean, you know, there's no accounting for taste. <laughs> no, no. And you know Chandler. Chandler knows this as his room is very close to the parade room, yeah. which I absolutely love because it, it seems to be Joey. It seems to be that, that maybe Chandler doesn't hear Joey so much, but he but the women he's with are very um, positive and complimentary about about Joey. And Chandler hears this a lot. I think I don't think Chandler's got any right to complain about hearing any noises from Joey's room. Because at some point, Joey has to hear Janice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to hear anything but that, like, are you? The oh my gods are bad enough when it's like mild shock at seeing someone somewhere. Yeah, I don't know what they sound like. 
Like, like during the bedroom. During yes, the bedroom, yes. yes. Thanks for finding a delicate way of phrasing <laughs> that, Mark. <laughs> I, do, do you know what would be worse, though, is hearing Chandler and Janice in the bedroom and you hear a laugh and you're like, why is she laughing? What has happened? I want to know. Like, I didn't hear Chandler make a joke. So she has seen something and she is laughing. Like, <laughs> she's you, just laughing. At you would have all weird connotations with that, wouldn't you? Uh, but, you know, Joey, Joey has grown again to be a better person, hopefully. I mean, is he going to stick, though? I, I think he would, because he's going to get a lot of fruit baskets. I mean... I, I, f- I feel like he, he won't be 100% this man for, for the future, but I think he's learned a few new tricks. I mean, you know, I mean, why wouldn't you want to be seen positively? Yes. So you may as well carry on. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, if, if he gets a benefit out of it, and, you know, he, get, he gives a benefit to the woman as well, well, they're going to want to come back for more, right? So, win-win. I mean, they always seem like they want to come back to more for Joey, to be fair. Yeah. He just never wants to see him twice. So. But, but you know, this time they get an attractive man and an attractive man who knows what he's doing. Fair. So, yeah, all good. Uh, Rachel is uh, dressed in a pretty but very interesting skirt. Um, she exchanged Monica's blouse for it. And then Ross uh, is due to land soon. So, you know, we've, we've skipped over, you know, the whole airport yep. thing. Um, she didn't make it in time really, I guess. And then he's gone off and, you know, time skip, you know, a week has gone by and he's, he's coming back in for a landing. Yeah. This uh, skirt is amazing that Rachel's gone. It is. It's probably one of her best looks of all time. Like, I would wear this and <laughs> I haven't got the legs for it. <laughs> well, I, I, I wish you wouldn't wear it. I don't know what we would see. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just thinking, just even your shaven legs would be... Ugh. If we ever get to Friends Fest, I'm going to wear this. <laughs> so, so, so we're going to have the beard, the long hair, the hairy arms, but then the clean-shaven legs. Hockey shirt. Hockey shirt, <laughs> And yeah. then Rachel's skirt. Okay, done. Uh, but, you know, Rachel has some doubts, and uh, we're going to hear those. Hey, great skirts. Birthday present? Yeah. Well, from who? From you. I exchanged the blouse you got me. <laughs> well, it's a thought. Hey, doesn't Ross's flight get in in a couple of hours? At gate 27B? Uh, yeah. Uh, Monica, you know, honey, I've been thinking about it, and I've decided this this whole Ross thing is just not a good idea. Oh, why? Because I feel like I wouldn't just be going out with him. I would be going out with all of you. Oh, there would just be all this pressure. No, and no, 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 wanna... no, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> Monica, nothing has even happened yet, and you're already so... I am not so! Okay, I was a teensy bit weird at first, but I'll be good, I promise. Who is it? It's me, Carl. Come on up. Behind my brother's back? (laughs) Is exactly the kind of crazy thing you won't be hearing from me. Well, Rachel is right. She should have listened to her doubts a little bit because we have nine series of her having to deal with breaking up with Ross but also wanting to hang out with all the group that Ross is a part of. Mm. And very easily she could have... She's only been friends with them for nine months really in this sense. Yeah, she, she could have been pushed out of where like Ross goes, well, this is awkward and I'm going to make it awkward every day and everyone just goes like, well, we don't want to be around one of you. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to be Rachel that gets pushed out. Yeah, because in theory, Monica kind of has to side with Ross. And Chandler is his best friend. Yep. And they're always at Monica's apartment, so Rachel would have to move out. Yep. Um, and then Phoebe's just kind of floats. So Phoebe would still see Rachel, but not with the rest of the gang, I imagine. Um, so yeah, it would be 
if anyone was going to lose out, it would definitely be Rachel. Yeah, so, you know, the, these doubts are real, but I guess she, she ignores them, ultimately. Oh, yeah. I mean, but she also had a week to get over the, the shock of, like, oh, my God, Ross likes me. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a very exciting moment initially, and then you've had a week of, like, oh, okay, yeah, Ross likes me. Yeah, because there, there is a lot of pressure from them, because, as, as you probably know from, like, your relationships, is like, when you introduce your friends, it becomes a bit, a bit more pressurised. Like, especially if they become part of the friendship group. Like you, like she says, I feel like I'm dating all of you. It's like, yeah, because they're all kind of involved in a weird way. Well, that phrase makes me not want to introduce <laughs> a girl to you guys ever again. Like she's got to put up with me and then she gets lumbered with the rest of you lot. I don't know. I'm not that bad, right? No, you can be I, first. I, I'm, the, I'm the best friend. Yeah, do, do it one at a time. Like, like, Mark seems nice. Yes, Mark's nice. They go downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's up to you if, uh, if you want to go that far down the hill, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, Carl is here. Well, at least his voice is. Combat Carl. I'm just going to do that every time. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, we head back to the boys' room and it's filled with gift baskets. Like, okay, she makes gift baskets. They probably didn't cost her a lot. So, fairly cheap, right? It's a weird gift. Like, even though you're very happy at uh, what your new boyfriend's done, it's a bit much, right? Yeah, it's a bit mental. Like, like imagine if, if you know, you, you'd met a girl and she was very pleased with, like, how the date's gone. And she turns up with like an Xbox and all the games and four controllers for you and your friends. You'd be like, that's a bit extreme. No, I'd take that. <laughs> you would take it, yeah, but you still think it's a bit weird, <laughs> like, right? 70 fruit baskets is needless because I can't eat all of them. That's, that's wasteful. I think Joey could. I think that's what I've been more annoyed about. It's wasteful. And I'd be like, this is your business. How are you making money if you give me all these fruit baskets? Yeah, I, I think Joey could do it. Um, but, you know, Joey got $700 for two weeks of no sex. So, Ryan, over the years, how much would you have earned? <laughs> this made me laugh so much when I read the notes. And I was like, let's do the maths. And I was like, yeah, I'd have... I'd A kajillion dollars. <laughs> definitely better off than I currently am. Um, yeah. $700 for two weeks of no sex is pretty good. In terms of earning like a, a wage, right? Yeah, I guess. Considering actually he didn't really have to do anything at all. Like like I said, my uh, the, the previous story I had where the friend had to be in like somewhere, like technically you're at work if you're trapped in the, the place, right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, he's just had to go, oh, I just pop in for half an hour every so often. And the other times I just have to not do something. Like if someone said to you, I will give you $700 for not eating Nando's for two weeks. I think you could do it, right? Yeah. Or not drink or whatever, yeah? Ooh, so, if, don't know. Not drink booze, yeah, I could do. Not drink tea, I wouldn't even bother trying. <laughs> okay. You'd be like, no, it's not, it's not worth it, right? Yeah, no. Um, we then skip over to Carl, who is chatting to Rachel on the balcony. But he's a dull guy, and Rachel is fantasizing about Ross. So we have a clip here about the fantasizing. I mean, this guy seems up himself. Yep. But it's Ross. Uh, her fantasies are deeply detailed. Yeah, I mean, Ross does a lot of talking. and I, liked, yeah. I actually quite like the idea that you could be there and do that, just like hover in the background of like, you're on a guy's date with the wrong guy, essentially, or not you. And you could be like, really? This guy? <laughs> like, he's not remotely the things I am. Just, you know, just to be great. Yeah, I, I don't think real life fantasies ever work like on TV because normally someone just interrupts you and you're like, oh, what? What's thinking? Oh, I forgot what I was thinking now. I was enjoying that daydream, whatever it was. 
I don't know, I think I'm too neurotic for my fantasies to work out half the time. <laughs> because in my head, I'm, I'm like suave and charming and sophisticated. <laughs> are, you, and are you like Chandler where you're just like, <laughs> no, that would never happen in real life. Yeah, and another like, in my fantasy, like, I'm trying to seduce the lady and she's just like, so, let's talk about biscuits. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I don't know Your fantasies are a dull one. I don't know how to count a biscuit conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate, chocolate hobnob. <laughs> How do we get back on track from this? <laughs> yeah. uh, we then get our first on-screen proper kiss, but this is just in her head. Yep. So I don't know if it counts. Well, I had like a ooh when, moment when it happened because I was like, you two fancied each other for real when this happened. <laughs> okay, you're, you're going back to the... <laughs> the see, I, yeah, I don't believe... I don't know how much I believe of that. I mean... And I've well, said that before. I believe that... He fancied her. I don't know how much I believe she fancied him. Yeah. But that's because in my head, Ross isn't hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. David's from here. Well, there's a, there's a funny Simpsons joke, which is like, hmm, he is like David Swimmer. He's attractive in an ugly sort of way. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's definitely not ugly. Like, he's, he's good looking enough to be on telly and for me to not question yeah. why he's on telly. Um, but he's not hot. No, I don't or imagine like supermodel someone as attractive as Jennifer Aniston thinking he's hot. No. But then women who fancied me would be much hotter than I am, so I'm not really going to question it. <laughs> no. I feel like, you know, of the gang, I'd be the rot of the group, I guess. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, we have learned over the past 24 episodes that you aren't a Joey or a Chandler. No, my life is just Ross. You are Ross. <laughs> and and I, I do love our little... Our little side story, I guess, of you basically following Ross's footsteps along the way. Yep. And it started as like a slight hint and there's basically just come out full blown. Yeah, we, we know when you're as we, we're re-watching Friends with my, you know, life experience, it's kind of like, oh, there's some interesting parallels here. I, I, yeah, I guess you've become closer to the audience. Yeah. And they've, they've got to know you a bit better, which is, which is great. It's tragic. Like, if you don't be the start of this, Ryan, which, which friend's guy do you want your life to end up like? Ross would not have been the one. I'd <laughs> no, I don't, well, no, I don't think anyone would want to be Ross, would you? Like, Chandler, you're like, yeah, I'm funny, and he gets the girl at the end anyway. Yeah, he has, he has the nice life. Yeah. And Joey, yeah, because, like, he's the fun friend, right? Yeah, he's still Joey. Like, yeah. no matter how the series ends for Joey, he's still Joey at the end of the series. And you could even be like, yeah, I want to be Phoebe. She's kooky and cool, right? I want to be Phoebe. I don't know if I'd want to marry Mike. You know, I'd, I'd, you know, you might be like, yes, I want to be a Rachel with the Rachel haircut. She's like the pretty one, right? Or mm. I want to be Monica because she's actually like sporty and into things and interesting. And Ross, you're like, it, it, it's Ross. He likes dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sure there are some Ross friends out there. Like, please write into, if you're a Ross fan, write into us. Tell us what do you like about Ross. Defend Ross. Yeah. Yeah, please. Because, you know, we need that other person here in the room to at least defend him. I don't know anyone that's a Ross fan though. Like, not that they don't, not that they dislike Ross, because I don't inherently dislike him. I just think of he's my least favorite of the gang. Yeah, there are people out there because you see it on the friends forums a lot, where everyone's like, "Who hates Ross?" and everyone's like, "I do." And then there's always someone that pops in and is like, "You're you're disgusted. Ross is great." (laughs) So there are there are some fans out there. Right, who's better, Ross or Gunther? I would say Gunther. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So so getting back to this. They have their, their, their kissing in her head and she's going to cut the date short as she has to go to the airport. She wants to meet him. She can't wait any longer. She's had to wait over a week when she could have... I guess she could have called him, but maybe that's, uh, that's not a great uh, way of doing disgusting it. Disgusting idea. Grim. 
Okay. okay that's not romantic at all. I'm appalled at that suggestion, Mark. That <laughs> you would just call someone internationally and be like, hello, I like you too. No, that's well, well, no, I feel like you'd have to have a bit more preamble to go into it. But, 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 <laughs> How's but, the food? Jet lag? Yeah. I love but, you. But yeah, maybe, maybe you could be like, hey, I can't wait to get back. Like, I want to talk to you about things. I don't, I don't know. But she's, she's had to wait a week. Face to face, where it either wins hard or loses hard, Mark. Face to face, so you can feel all the emotion. <laughs> Okay. Well, she's she's gone to the airport to feel this emotion. She she's taken flowers, which is an odd thing to bring to a guy, I think. Yep. Gu- guys, guys are not into flowers. Have I ever been bought flowers? No, I haven't. Technically, I have. Like my ex bought flowers for the house. Yeah. Because she got sick of me not buying them. But I don't buy flowers. I buy plants. But I, f- I don't buy flowers. I feel like I've been given a rose or something. You know when you're you're out and there's the guy offering roses for a quid or whatever, and like I'm sure I've been given one of those, like just as a, like, oh, this is fun. Just give a rose to each other for a quid. No, but but, but <laughs> other, otherwise, like I can't really think of like me getting flowers and going, I really like these. I just know to the point. Main yeah, mainly because I'm like, oh, they're gonna die in about a week. Yep. Then I've got to put them in the bin. I'd rather have something I can keep. Yeah, they're just going to wilt and fade like your affection for the person anyway. <laughs> <laughs> have you had a recent break? I was like, no, this is very dark of you today. I couldn't resist. <laughs> but yeah, to me, I don't start to see the point in flowers. Like, oh, look, they're nice for four days and now I have to throw them away. It's yeah. just needless. A plant, if you buy someone a plant. Yes, yes, yes like you can a, keep that. A nice orchid, you know, that can grow and thrive yeah. like your love. There you go, we'll bring yeah. it back. <laughs> <laughs> but, but flowers, I'm like, what's the point? Yep. Uh, Ross has met a cute woman, though. It's Julie. Julie. A.K.A. Lauren Tom, who played uh, Amy on Futurama. And I feel like I said Lisa in The Simpsons on a previous episode. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, so, so, you know, correction corner there if I did. Uh, but yeah, Amy in Futurama, um, who's the Asian character of that show. Futurama's a great show. I absolutely love it. It is. It is really I good. would love to do a podcast on it, maybe one day. Um, I mean, you know, she does... Oh, sorry. She's done lots of characters, to be fair. Yeah, she does um, a lot of voice acting, I was about to say. Um, you know, she, she's been in video games like Ghost of Tsushima, which is on PS4 and PS5. Uh, Teen Titans, which is a great show. It is very good. Teen Titans go. She plays Jinx. Uh, she's also known for the Joy Luck Club, which is a show I've heard the name of, but I have no knowledge of. It's very American. No, no, I haven't heard of it. To be I, fair. I, I feel like it's 80s America, you know, that kind of sitcom-y type show. Oh, okay, fair. Uh, I know her mostly as Connie uh, from King of the Hill, yep. um, which is one of those shows that I, I think I like and then don't watch very often. But then mm. when I do watch it, I remember I don't like this show. I love this show. It's hilarious. It's such an odd show. Like It, it doesn't feel like The Simpsons. It's not as funny, like Laugh Out Loud funny. But it's not a sitcom either. It, it, it treads this weird line of like kind of really subtle humour. Yeah, it's it's Mike Judge's follow up show from Beavers and Butthead. Yeah. Um. So if I guess if you compare it to that, it's definitely much more of like a TV show. Yeah. Because Beavers and Butthead is basically a bunch of small skits spliced between music videos that would yeah. just get ripped on by Beavers and Butthead. Um. But no, I really like it. Just sort of, it's one of those shows where it's funnier the more you've watched because you get to know the characters better and just watching, you know. The characters have to deal with stuff, and Bobby Bobby steals the show for the most part. My issue with show, and I I have I've watched episodes here and there when it was on TV, and I really want to watch more of it. But Bobby's voice and a lot of the voice actors great for me. Okay, fair. I I can't can't do it. Like Bobby's like croaky voice, I I can't deal with, and a lot of the characters have that going on, 
and I really don't like it. And there's a lot of shows where there'll be a character and you're like, oh, that voice doesn't fit the character I have in my head. So like uh, Chris from Family Guy mm. initially was like that because he was quite rough. I was like, oh, no, that's, that's not right. And, and over time it softens and, it, and it's gotten better and fine. But yeah, that's, that's my issue with King of the Hill. When you said that Bobby's voice grates on you, mm. I immediately remember an episode where he starts dating a girl who's voiced by Sir Michelle Gellar. And they're supposed to be dating, but she dances with another boy. And right. he's like, you're supposed to be dancing. And it's this like really, like really whingy moan about how she's meant to be dancing with him. And I just had that going from my head when you said it. And I was like, yeah, it isn't, it isn't a charming voice. No. But it works for Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I need to watch more of it for sure. Uh, Ross is excited for his friends to, to meet uh, Julie, which I think is a little bit odd. Like, you've just met this girl, although we find out later he's known her before. Yeah. And you've just come back from a week of getting together. So you've got to assume, like, the first few days he's chatting to her, getting to know her, and by the end of it, they've decided they want to be together. Yeah. I and mean, the, you are thing... stuck in China digging up a dinosaur. Like, it's probably a lot of downtime to get chain. But perhaps, right? But after I get off a flight, the last thing I want to do is go meet a bunch of people and introduce, like, my new girlfriend to them. I'll be like, let's go home, let's shower, let's probably sleep because the time difference is massive and I've been stuck on a plane for, especially from China to America, like, it's, it's going to be a number of hours. Yeah, be a good long flight. I would be like, I just want to be left alone to go home. You know, Julie, you can come too if you want or you can go home, like, I need to reset and start again because everything's different. Um, Rachel is excited to see Ross, though. She is. I mean, it, it's heartbreaking, like, the look on her face now. It's absolutely heart-wrenching. Um, which kind of sucks, because I really like Julie. Like, yes. I think she's great. So you remember how I was all, like, go Joey and sports lady? Yeah. Or what do we call her? Celtics lady. Yeah. I'm kind of like, Julie's kind of like that for Ross with me. I would happily have seen Julie and Ross stay together and never even had a Ross and Rachel. Yeah, Ro- Ross and Rachel, like, is almost like uh, a spark, like a fire that burns brightly but very quickly. Whereas Ross and Julie, you're like, no, Julie's more on his level. Like, they share similar interests and I, I think, like, a similar speed. Yeah. Like, Rachel, I feel, can can be one who gets a little bit upset quickly stuff. And Ross is a bit more relaxed at times. Yeah, and I feel like the show kind of does Julie dirty in the sense of a character because she's just... We've had 23 episodes of Rachel finding things to get in the way, essentially. Yeah. And now we've got julie and it's like she's only introduced to be in the way well paolo you're like i hate paolo like i want i don't want her to i uh, don't want him to be with rachel yeah. whereas with julie you're like no actually i don't mind them being together that's quite nice yeah, julie seems quite cool so you knowing that they're gonna break up makes it makes it horrible if if she was a woman that you didn't like then yeah you'd be kind of rooting for ross and rachel yeah but i wasn't i was rooting for julie yeah um and I, I, we're definitely gonna be discussing this a lot in, in the next few episodes with Julie. Mm-hmm. Um, we, won't, we won't go over it too much now because she's, she is great, but we'll talk about her definitely a lot more in future episodes. Yeah, there's also the way Rachel reacts to her, which almost seems un-Rachel-like, and there are moments where it makes Rachel quite unlikable, I feel. Yes, definitely. And we're definitely going to get into that into the next episode because this is a cliffhanger where we don't even get a post credit scene. It's just the original version of the, the intro. Yep. So they, they really want you to to leave on like a note where you're like, oh, I need to think about this and take it in and then wait, you know, six to nine months for series two to start. 
which would have been mental because I've seen Friends many, many times. And I don't think I've, other than the first time it aired, watched the show and not immediately watched the next episode. Yes. Like, how did the world survive six to nine months of cliffhanging? I think it I think it worked because it was series once and probably not a lot of people, in a sense, were watching Friends. Mm. Uh, certainly in the UK, at least, right? Yeah. Where we actually got Friends, I, I think it's like six months afterwards. Oh, okay. So it's not we'll, we'll, We should actually go into detail in future episodes of like when they launched and what was happening on mm. the time, uh, just to ground it a little. But, you know, there's potential for us to like have a series one end and then a series two starts. True, I don't like, know. Like, like pretty close. But I, I feel like because it's the first series, like most people don't generally tune into the first series. It's only like, like Breaking Bad, like everyone got into Breaking Bad series five, despite being a great show from the off. Still haven't finished it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 get, I get your point. Like people who are into this would be like, oh, I want to know what happens next. Yeah. Sure, definitely. They just like me, like me, especially because from the reunion, it seems at least in the States, Friends was a big deal pretty quickly. Like by middle of season one, people were like, you know, shouting at the producers in Rising Street going, oh, they're going to get together. Like, tell me what's happening. Yeah. You know, like Drew mentioned having a helicopter above his house. He was like, I need to fix my roof. Yeah. Um, so, that's like, so it was a pretty big show. So that being the cliffhanger would have been like, oh my God. Like, well, for, for us, I think Friends got big when they went to London. Partly because they went to the UK mm. and the, the promotion. But I think that's by the time like Series 4 rolls around, is when Friends is kind of in the zeitgeist and, and known everywhere. I suppose it's a, a weird thing to try and judge. I don't remember when I got into Friends. I just remember seeing an episode, liking the show and watching it and being into it. Same with Buffy. Buffy aired in the UK. I remember seeing an advert for Buffy on BBC Two. Yeah. <gasps> Vampires, werewolves, pretty girls, watching this. <laughs> it's just like I'm watching this show. And then episode one, I'm, I, was, I was hooked. Yeah, you know what? This is probably the perfect time for you lot to write in and tell us your thoughts and feelings about this. Like, did you watch the show like when it first came out? And was you watching this episode going, oh my God, like what's going to happen? Like I've got to wait till series two. Is there going to be a series two? True. Because yeah. you never know with, with American networks, especially. Especially back then. Like nowadays, a series is a hit and midway through it airing, you yes. find out it's been booked for two more seasons. And you're like, oh, okay. Fair yeah. So I, I don't know. So, so, you know, did you watch this back in, you know, 94-ish and go, I want to know what's going to happen? Or did you just think, oh, well, the series has kind of begun. There's been 24 episodes, but I don't really care about Ross and Rachel all that much yet because I don't know the characters that well. Because I feel like people get into Ross and Rachel probably, again, Series 3, Series 4, because there's been a lot more of them together and not. Whereas right now, you just have two characters that you don't know how they're going to act together. Yeah, and I, I don't remember it being as frustrating for me, at least the first time watching, that they weren't together. I was just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, and potentially, all their dates so far have only lasted a couple of episodes. So maybe theirs would have just lasted a couple of episodes and faded away, right? True. Who, who knows? So... Uh, you can write to us at uh, watchingfriends.com on our website. Send mm. us an email. That's nice. We'll, we'll read them out. Uh, you can also message us on Twitter and Facebook at watchfriendspod. Yep. But this isn't the social, so don't turn off your, your podcast now and skip to the end and delete it or whatever, because um, I think we need to say how we feel about season one now. It's in the can. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, oh, my God, so many of these episodes from this season are classic episodes of Friends. Yeah. Um, it was actually 
insanely surprising to me that I was like, oh my god, there are so many episodes in this season that I'm like, would make like my probably my, my top ten maybe. Yeah, because um, uh, I've talked in previous episodes how season one of any show is generally, you know, you can skip it. Yeah. There, there, there's some setup. It's basically a lot of setup, but Friends just like jumps right in. There's no real setup, and we learn the characters very quickly. And even within like about four episodes, you're like, that's a funny classic episode. That's great. Like, yep. I, I love these characters, like as if I've known them for a long time. I mean, if I was going to delete, if you told me, right, Ryan, you must delete one episode of season one, it would be the one with the thumb. Okay. That been, I'm like, whatever, I don't care. But even that wasn't a bad episode. It was no. just my least favorite. No. Um, but yeah, it's, it's such a strong opening season. Admittedly, they did get 24 episodes to really drive it home where a lot of shows will get six or yeah. 10 or 12. And they had a lot of guest stars. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, it's an amazing show. And I think this is why people like Friends, because it starts off so strongly and just carries on pretty much the same through 10 seasons. Yeah. Whereas other shows do have their moments and weaknesses. So Frasier, you're like, Frasier has a great start. Now, Frasier himself was known from Cheers, so that kind of helps. But around series seven to nine, there's a massive dip. And Friends does have a slight dip, probably around the same time period for, for various reasons. But other shows, like you think of like The Big Bang Theory, which is a show I actually like a little bit. Yeah. The first three series I really like of The Big Bang Theory because it is what it's set out to be. And then it gets much worse. Yeah. Or you can think of like How I Met Your Mother and you're like, well, no one talks about the first series. No, just it, the god-awful ending. Yeah, or people do talk about the middle and, and Barney and stuff like that, but that's once you get into it. And same with Sex and the City. like It, it feels like there's a almost like a roller coaster. You have to build up to the top of it where it's at its peak, and then it just kind of goes downhill. But Friends is almost flat in a way, but it's great. It's, it's at the top of the, yeah, the whole thing. It's a flat time. bar, but it's a high bar yes. all the way through. I mean, it looks the same with The Simpsons. Like, well, Simpsons Series 1 you can skip. Generally, because it's it has its moments, but it's not classic Simpsons. Simpsons series, maybe two, definitely three to eight. A classic Simpsons all the way through. Nine and ten, a uh, bit iffy, and then after ten, there's a massive drop off and and whatever, right? Mm. But Friends doesn't have that. It's it is great from the start, and like you say, there's classic episodes in the first series. I think a big sh- uh, tell for the show as well is when it's randomly aired on TV. And there are some episodes of TV shows where I'll flick through and see a show that I like on and go, oh, what episode is it? And I'll be like, ah, and I'll turn it off. Yeah. I don't do that with Friends. If Friends is on TV and I flick the channel and I see it, I'm watching the episode. Like Buffy is a show like that where the first series has a lot of bad episodes in it. <gasps> How dare you, It Mark? does. I, I, and you, and, and people will name them like Bad Eggs and whatnot, right? Bad Eggs is a great episode. <laughs> the, the, but series, series one of Buffy isn't what Buffy is. It takes probably till series two or three for it to find its feet and its characters find out who they are to become the show it is. Whereas Friends, like Chandler from day one is Chandler. Same with Ross, Rachel, Phoebe, Monica. Their characters, I wouldn't say grow too much because they're already perfect. I guess. I mean, I'm slightly triggered at the the, the Buffy hate. Um, Oh, it's certainly not hate. It's just series one of Buffy, you know, isn't quite top tier, whereas Friends series one is top tier. Okay, yeah, okay. In in praising it like that, yeah, I would agree that season one of Buffy, it isn't... When I tell people they need to watch Buffy, 
I'm, I do always say bear with the first season. <laughs> yes. Because they need to work out the kinks. Um, season two of Buffy is phenomenal. But but even even Friends, so you don't go, I'll skip the first episode. You're like, no, the first episode is really good. Yeah. The only episode of Friends that I want to skip but never do, or the episodes, are the ones in Barbados. Yeah, um, which you've discussed previously. And going to go into much detail down the line, I'm When we sure. get to the episodes, I'm like, ooh, Monica's hair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even even those I'll still watch because, I mean, it's we'll be flicking through the channels at home and Friends will be on. And then... Me or my sister will make a reference to it like randomly in the week. Like me and my sister upset each other in the street. We'll do like or in the house rather. We'll do the like Monica and Russ like friend <laughs> yeah. mind things where they're insulting each other. Um, or if like I walk into the living room and she startles me, she will go unagi. <laughs> and like, we just just, just just friends references everywhere, and it's just part of our like lexicon, I guess that you can make a friends reference and the person gets it. Well, that that's why we started this podcast, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. Because there was a lot of that going on. Well, I distinctly remember when we were discussing the podcast of Friends on Xbox Live, and one of our friends was trying to claim he had as much Friends knowledge as you and I, and you made a reference to Friends, and just mentioned Ross, and I was like, Ross is the character of Friends, <laughs> yeah. Chris. And we just started laughing because Chris was so annoyed. <laughs> but, but yeah, when, you, when you've watched the show as much as we've watched this and you like it, you do, it's not hard to just chuck the references around like really nearly. No, no I have it with some friends uh, with The Simpsons where you can say things and they will totally get it. And then there's others where if you say it, they're like, I, what? And you're like, oh, it's a, it's a thing from a show. Yeah, okay, my joke failed. Like, I'll leave it. There's a Cordelia line from episode one of Buffy, okay, um, which is, don't you have an elsewhere to be, that I used to say to people all the time, but only one person ever got the quote. I'd be changing that's, a, that's quite a hardcore line to, to go with, I we'd think. Just, we'd be, they'd be annoying me at work or something, or making a joke at my expense at work, and I'm like, Ugh, don't you have an elsewhere to be? And people never got the reference, and only once did a person get it. That's uh, my buddy Ross. And I was like, yes, Ross, go, Ross, you got the reference. <laughs> Because, you know, if you, if you say, like, Red Ross or from The Simpsons, like, in Biggins, fans know what that is, even casual fans. Yeah. So the, those things you can get away with. It's when you get too nerdy and you're, like, very specific, where even a casual fan would be like, oh, no, that, that kind of passed me by. Yeah, fair. But, but, yeah, Friends has that definitely. Like I say, you just say, you know, here's he's her lobster to someone. They know what you mean. It's true. Um so yeah, great, great first season. I'm really excited for season two, especially the first episode. I think it's one of the best. It is fantastic. Um, to the point where episode two almost feels a bit... It does, yes. Lame so, by comparison. Yeah, I was going through the clips already, creating them, and I was like, oh, this is a bit of a drop-off. Um, so yeah, we've, we've got a lot of interesting stuff for season two. We're, we're not taking a break from this. So we're going to be back next week with season two of Watching Friends. Yes, mostly because you want more content yep. and we don't want to stop watching Friends. No, <laughs> uh, I, I want to do even more content, which is like, you know, our top episodes of season one um, and things like that. So we're going to have some uh, interesting announcements for our next episode. Oh, anticipation. Uh, yeah, because uh, we really want to do a load more content. Uh, and bring you even more friends, facts, trivia, fun stuff, you know, all sorts of things. Yeah, lots of fun to have. So, uh, look forward to that next week. Uh, you've already heard the socials. Write to us. We love we love hearing from you. We want to read out your messages. Uh, we want you to be part of our little watching friends community. 
Yeah, so, who knows? Maybe one day you could be on the show with us. Yeah, we definitely want to consider looking at how we're going to get guests on board and stuff like that for sure. So, um, yeah, we'll see you next week for Series 2 of Friends TV show and watching Friends, I guess. Yep. Uh, super excited. Can't wait for it. Yeah, it's going to be great. See you later. Cheerio.